you guys have seen Monopoly. You've seen Life. You've seen uh, Trouble. You've seen Sorry. But have you seen the biggest game that you've ever seen? There's no way you have. Mark Millar has given it to you. He's given you the big game. Welcome to the Comicology Club. It's a podcast where I, Snoop Lynch, and my co-host Higginstar. Hey, that's me. He's right there. He did the thing earlier about big games and, and the game of trouble in life. Yeah. Tough games, those those games. Yeah, it's hard to roll the roll the dice. It's hard to roll anything, you know, if you think about it. Sometimes they don't make you do it. <laughs> and sometimes they do, but you're not ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. I do like trouble, though. You just hit the little thing, and then yes. it just pops it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's my kind of board game. Um, but Higgins, we can talk about board games another time. For now, we need to talk about... Who keeps the lights on in the studio where we're doing these things that we're doing? Oh, it's our it's our buddy Michael Lopez. Damn right it is. That's right. We're gonna talk about him so many times during this episode. You guys aren't even gonna know. No, but we'll mostly do it right here. Yeah, because um, um, we got we got other stuff to do. But yes, for for right now, let's talk about Michael's business, Zero um, Zero Eight Studios, where he's the guy you would go to. You're like, I want to write a book, or I want to draw a thing, or I want to work on a video visual game type situation. But I don't know. I don't have connections. I don't know how to get that funded. What do I do? I tell you, he what you has do. those connections. You, you call you Michael. talk to him. Yeah, you yeah. go to his email. You go to his. Does he have a phone number on there? I, I have mean, no idea. We have his phone number, but we worked very hard to get to yeah. that point. I'm not just going to give that out for any schmuck on the internet. Okay. I touched his arm. Yeah. For that. Yeah. Phone number. <laughs> I mean, you touched some other things too. <laughs> but that was more for your pleasure than anything. Uh, but no, Michael's the guy you go to. He's he's doing things left and right. Like five books came out at the beginning of this year alone, Higgins? Yeah, and we're going to probably read some of them. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. We are going to read some of them, and we're going to talk about them, but Michael and I are working on a little project uh, for the next few podcasts where we're getting little interview uh, snippets from the creators of set books. They're going to shoot us some audio? A shot. Someone shot me some audio the other day, actually. Um, That's disgusting. Yeah, I know. I don't think they were married, though, so it's fine. <laughs> I'm not the one touching married men's arms like you, okay? All right. All right? I have some morals. <laughs> but, uh, no, so you mentioned him last uh, last month where uh, for a few days more, that's one of the projects that Michael helped oh, produce. Oh, he has a wife and a kid. So we're definitely touching some arms that have... Well, all I'm saying is that that was not mentioned in the audio that was shot to me. <laughs> um, anyway, though, actually, no, he did mention his kid. Now that I think about it. I <laughs> but he seems like a nice guy. Anyway, uh, so, yes, um, the guy who wrote that, do you know his name? Uh, ZB Steel. ZB Steel, yes. Is so, what he goes by as his thing. I'm not going to dox him. Yeah, so the guy who wrote for a few days more, ZB Steel, uh, he's the first one in the pipeline. He, he shot some audio to us, and uh, we're going to play that where he's going to explain why he wrote what he wrote, what he likes about what he'd he, he be writing, and other things. So uh, just take a quick listen to that now. Hey, I'm ZB Steel, author of For a Few Days More. For a Few Days More is a grimdark multi-POV novel inspired by Westerns, Quentin Tarantino, and Joe Abercrombie's Red Country. It's a novel that runs a bit on the shorter side with a heavy emphasis on dialogue and character building. Frequently violent, frequently graphic. I would say the hardest part about writing it was I had a daughter about three or four months into writing it. And as you can imagine, that took a little bit of focus away from the novel for a few months. I'd say the most enjoyable part was writing the dialogue, particularly in between Roth, one of the protagonists, and Teak, one of the side characters. 
as well as Cynthia's banter with one of the members of her party named Braxton, and any scene involving Red Cloak, the third POV, was a joy to write. Right now I'm working on two separate books. Um, one is called A Fistful of Lives, the sequel to For a Few Days More, set five years after the events of the first novel, and another one tentatively titled Whispers of the Storm, sort of a name of the wind, Anthony Ryan-esque book where everything's already been done, and the protagonist is telling his story from how his point of view about how it all went down. I didn't hear it, but I hope it was good. I think it's great. You can. Hear I'm going to listen to the podcast when we release it, so it'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the book's really good, too, I imagine. And we'll know for oh, sure. Oh, it was great. Okay, well, you know for sure. I will know for sure later down the road when we uh, talk about that and review that on another uh, platform that will maybe mention in this episode. I can hand you the book so you can read it before... You get your version of the book. Higgins, you know how I feel about people handing me things. Okay. I love it. Give it here. All right. No. But yes, so check out that book. Be on the uh, the listen and the lookout for uh, other audio by other authors that Michael has worked with that shoot things to us. Maybe they're married. Maybe they're not. It's not important. There's lots honestly. of good things. Yeah, lots of good things coming down the pipeline. And Michael is always working on something else. You go to his website. I'm going to leave a link for that in this podcast description. You can go there. You can order some merch. You can talk to him about working on a project of your own. He, he's a good guy to go to for all that. Like I said, five five projects already out, ready to go from multiple people. How's he doing it? I don't know. But he does. So good resource, I think. I definitely don't know. Nope. But our job's not to know. Our job is to do this thing that we do. And we've done that. So good job to us. Yeah. Yeah. New Cat's doing his job, which is meowing in the background. Yeah. Yeah. He was doing really good earlier, though. Was he? Was he, though? He meowed a little bit. He got in the way. He was quiet for a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, if that's his job, then he's doing great, quite yeah. frankly. <laughs> uh, but we've got that covered. We, we've talked about the business. Now, let's talk about something else, but with someone else. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to bring in a famous YouTube star person, celebrity person. Soul Star Sketching. Soul Star Sketching. Our uh, boy Rich. Yeah. And we're going to do that in real time. It's not like we recorded it earlier, and I'm just using the magic of editing to splice that in. So I don't know how that works. No, As well, far I, as I know, that we did this in a consecutive order. Yeah, I mean, he's right outside the door right now, so we'll just go get him and bring him in here and set him up on a, on a video call situation. Yeah. And, yeah. See you guys. <laughs> Happy birthday, everybody. This is our fifth year. I'm glad. Uh, glad we're back. Stronger than ever. Stronger than ever. Snoop's here. We have a friend here. He came to join us. He didn't know he was going to come to join us on such a special occasion, but he's here. (laughs) And And we wouldn't uh, have it any other way, would we? Yeah, and we're capping it off with a a real big, a real big uh, comic book to to do it too. It's a big event comic to celebrate our big event, which is the fifth year of our podcast, and we are celebrating it with someone. Higgins, can you tell everyone who's listening and maybe even watching who this is? Yes, this is, uh, you guys might even know him. I don't know. I don't know what you guys do in your spare time. His name's Soulstar Sketchin'. He's, uh, he's a, U- a YouTube man, uh, a freelance illustrator, and maybe a few other things. Uh, if you'd like to maybe give us a little, I don't know, mini plug about what, what, what you do in your spare time, I'm sure that's fine. Yeah, who, for is, us. who is Soulstar Sketchin'? Tell us that. Okay, well, my name is actually Rich, but... Yeah, I go by Soul or Soul Star on my YouTube channel, Soul Star Sketching. 
or I kind of renamed it to Soul Star Sketch and Art, but either one's correct. It's fine. No matter. <laughs> you right. find me either way. Yeah. Either one's correct. And yes, I do uh, occasional comic book reviews. I mostly focus on the art part of it, though. Then I focus on the on the story because writing is a big thing for me. Like, if you made a crap story, I'm going to say something. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. Say something. Art's probably the one thing we don't touch on enough, so it'll be pretty useful to add that to us. Yes. And, oh uh, yeah, I uh, I've watched a few of your videos. I particularly am enjoying the Transformer comic reviews you've been doing lately. You put a lot more effort into your comic reviews than we probably do, uh, and so it's it's fun to see someone just kind of not only go through the story itself, but also go through the art and like kind of Higgins and I will talk oh, yeah. about moments, but to actually add the visual element. Uh, I think my favorite thing you've you've gone over <laughs> is uh, again that Transformers comic and just all the badass moments that Optimus Prime has had in it so far. Like I think there's a bit where he rips off his arm and then beats the shit out of someone with it. So, uh, I mean, it's just a damn good comic. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just damn good. It is damn good. And you do a damn good job reviewing it. Uh, so Thank you. And your art is really amazing as well. I'm going to, I leave kind of just random links and description notes in our podcast episodes. So I'll leave a, a, a link to your site because you do commissions. Is that right? Yes, I do. Yes, so good stuff. Ch- Higgins, check that out. You, I will check that out. Please. I'll click the link please, in our please. podcast. Yeah. Uh, check it. I want, want people to check it out. <laughs> good. I do like, uh, like I said, review for comics. I do review of movies. SB, as long as it's related to art in some way, even if it's related to, like, to a comic, then to art, then, then to you know, other media, I'll review it, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> and uh, recent, I'm, I'm about to uh, record, not today, probably a couple of days. Uh, I was going to give my opinion on... I'm pretty sure everybody's heard about this one. Has been Hotel that became an official series on uh, Amazon recently. I've been seeing I it pop up around. That. Yeah, yeah. The art looks really stellar in that. Yeah, and uh, I did a video uh, probably almost a month now away uh, where I talked about I, I talked about the actual style of it because I, I figured out what she was doing uh, was Fizzy Pop or Vivian. I figured out where art style came came from. Whatnot. It's it's like a mix of several things uh, together. Which I mean, that's great. It's it's unconventional. I like I like that. And I drew out the most popular character, which is like uh, Angel Dust, Charlie M- Moon's Morning Star is her name, and Vaggy or Vaggie. I I still not say her goddamn name. I'm sorry <laughs> for anybody who's a fan of that. Just just crucify me on that. And the video I plan to do next is related to that. Will be a full. I was planning to do like a full review of the series while drawing out characters that are significant to that to those episodes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, that's a that. That sounds like a really cool approach to uh, to a video, and honestly, the stuff you're talking about, I have questions for you going into uh, today's book, which is a book sure. that you Oh, yeah, this you picked. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you, before you get started, let's say right now, okay. you need to read like 20 goddamn books. Yes. But at the same time, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of my biggest um, my biggest compliment to the story that we're going to talk about today. So you picked uh, Big Game, which is a, bar- yeah. a book written by uh, Mark Miller. And or Mark Millar. Mark or Mark Millar. Um, I I feel like you're I, right either way. I settle on Mark Miller. I don't know why. Um, maybe I just I want think people of, to know that it has an A at the end of it. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Look, but, he's the Irish guy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you need to know. Um, and, and we talked about Mark Miller's books uh, before. I mean, some of the ones we talked about are connected to this story that we're going to talk about today. Uh, this is a big comic crossover event of all of his stuff, essentially. It's set in the. Um, 
I know Miller World is his production company, but is is this I think stuff it's the Millerverse? Well, that's what I was gonna ask. Is this called the Millerverse? This kind of this continuity? Is that what, what uh, they call it? Miller World. That's that's the official name they call oh, it. Okay. I didn't even know it was actually all connected. I had no idea about that. I thought it was all like separate stories. No, they're all connected. Well, it was all time. And I think that that while it is connected now, I think that that was not originally the case. Uh, this is all theory. I did some research, kind of going. I, I did not read mm-hmm. um, most of the books that tie into this crossover event it's five issues big game it came out um i think it was like july of 2023 and finished in november of 2023 yep it apparently in 2014 is when these connections between all of his stories started to kind of come into play uh i yeah. think with a kick-ass story it's mentioned you know some of the characters from one and which higgins and i have talked about twice because we got really drunk the first time we we went over it um and was we there one time that we had to re-record oh Yes, yeah. The only time in our in our uh, professional career we've had to re-record, um, but it was a it was a really good story and a really fun story. And one opened up that world at the time in a way I I didn't expect. The only exposure I had to wanted was the the movie, which is movie yeah way different movie yeah. And so it was fun to see that that kind of new element of a world of supervillains, but also there used to be superheroes and then they got rid of them. Get rid of them, yep. And that comes back now in this full swing and connects all of his other Miller World stories like Kick-Ass and even Jupiter's Legacy, which Higgins and I have gone through some of. That mm-hmm. is more loosely connected, but it's all connected. I think that he did a really good job bringing this all together when I don't think that was originally the plan. That is hard, I imagine, for a writer to pull off convincingly, and I think he does it here. You can see, I've read... 60-ish of, like, the 200-plus, like, issues that it, they said online that I needed to read. And, like, you can see mm-hmm. it, like, way all the way back in, like, Kick-Ass, where he's, like, they're, like, reading comics about superheroes. There's all stuff he leaves him... He left himself, like, a bunch of holes to connect this stuff later on. He... Yeah. He connected them by not filling in too many details in any of his stories, kind of. Yeah, he did. He left some, some holes on purpose. I could tell. There was like there's stuff in like I don't know Nemesis is one of the big books and like you'll he'll be in like New York City and Jupiter's Legacy is like on like the New York Times or like New York Square Times Square like um what's that what are the video billboards or something like that yeah so he'll do stuff like that yes and and I like the way again he was able to kind of retroactively bring it all together where a lot of this stuff. He, he left vague openings or references to characters like Kick-Ass, for example. There were there was talk of, like, organizations, you know, working in the shadows of villains and this and that. And you're like, that, mm. that kind of sounds like Wanted. And that was hinted pretty, pretty early in Kick-Ass. I know it was. Very, very early was hinted. Yeah, and it was just, it was a cool way to leave the door open to bring these things together. But also, he didn't ever have to. And even with the Jupiter's Legacy, legacy stuff... The way that he's able to kind of weave that in and connect that to everything else where we know the story of Wanted, you know, leading up to what we read is there was a world that had superheroes and supervillains, but the supervillains got together and they basically wiped everyone's memories of all of that from existence in Ruled from the Shadows. And so because it's just a, a, a memory wipe, it's... I used to think it was reality, like they changed it itself, but apparently it's just a I, memory wipe. I actually have a... Oh, go ahead. I actually got a theory on that, just based on what they're okay. saying with that. Yeah. I think what they're really saying, especially to connect Jupiter's Legacy and Wanted, I think what they're really saying is those characters were there in that world already. Mm-hmm. They somehow just kicked them out. 
You know, I mean, straight up. Yeah. And it just got wiped. I know specifically in because I reread Wanted and the Empire State Buildings like constantly sending out a signal too, that somehow mm-hmm. like keeps people not remembering. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Yep. And then there's like part. a whole bunch of other. There's like a whole bunch of other stuff, but I want to bring up uh, Men in Black them pretty yeah. hard. <laughs> <laughs> just a giant Men in Black like memory wipe stick. Yeah. yeah. It, uh, the it, big question. The real, the real thing that kicks this whole book off, though, the big game one that we're talking about right now, mm-hmm. I think the real reason that Wesley Gibson, Mr. Wanted himself, is so mad is it's because he's not Eminem anymore. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that, but like he's... he's not going to say that. I knew it. He was, <laughs> Emin- he was Eminem, and now he's oh, he not... he totally was Eminem. He Just was totally Eminem. He's Eminem. Yeah. And now, like, in big game... I guess Mark Millar's like, I guess I just don't want him to be Eminem anymore, because he kind of made him into, like, the guy that plays, uh, what's it, uh, Ra's al Ghul in the Batman Begins movie? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Liam Neeson? Is that who it is? He yeah. kind of makes him yeah, Liam Neeson. Is, yeah. Because, <laughs> so, I mean, it's the same guy, just older, that's all it is. He looks, yeah. By the way, he does look just like his father. He does. Yeah. Yes. Straight up. Yeah, and it, it's, it's, I think, one of the the best parts of reading what I did read before I, I came to this was seeing a lot of these characters return and just kind of what they've been up to. I, I I enjoy that while we didn't kind of see adventures of Wes, Wes Gibson and the wanted characters doing things up to this point, they bring them back. It feels natural. And also they've been doing things clearly. Like he's just become the ruler of earth and yeah, just the ruler straight up. Yeah. And he's, he's the king. He's basically he's the king. Yes, and that that in particular is a really, really cool thing to see, knowing where that character started and and wanted, you know, just seeing what he was, just kind of this guy who's fed up with his life and didn't want to do anything that he was doing, and then you go through the whole adventure of turning him into this badass supervillain, and he just kept doing that. But also, that is his biggest flaw, is his insecurities and his past, he can't get past it. And that's why he ends up losing in this story. I think it's, it, it was just a really, really natural and great transformation of we that character. We knew. Spoilers, by the way, anytime we say that. <laughs> oh no, we, oh we, yeah, no, we, 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 we immediately like from the top, we've said, if you're listening to our podcast, you've read the comic. Yeah. Sorry guys. And we feel like and all 34 not, people know that now. Not, uh, spoilers right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, spoilers right now. That is, that is fair. You are it's a much spoilers. kinder person than we are. We're spoiling the shit out of this. Yeah. yeah. No, there's, we're, we're spoiling roughly like 200 issues of comics. So well, what, are, what are you going to yep. do? You, you um, might be, I, I didn't like, read that. So many, many. I'm just like, look, man, there's a lot of shit here. We're going to spoil this. I'm sorry. <laughs> What's I'm up? sorry. There was a. I'm not. I'm not gonna go through all these, man. It's too much. <laughs> yes, I mean, I've I've looked up the reading order, and it is it is dense. And I guess I got the same feeling that most people do when I tell them about Marvel and DC comics. It's like, yeah, if you just yeah, want to read you know, this thing, I, <laughs> the same way. Yeah. Um. But again, it, Higgins and I on on the show, we talk a lot about what makes a good first volume, what makes a good comic. We haven't done an event comic before, but. We've also talked, you know, in our personal lives, what makes a good event comic? And for me, I think honestly what makes a good event comic is its accessibility. And mm-hmm. that's a hard thing to do because your whole story is based around other characters from other stories and other comics. But 
not having read a lot of the Miller World stuff, I've read, I've read uh, Wanted, I've read the first volume of Kick-Ass, and I've read all of Jupiter's Legacy, and that's it. I didn't even read Nemesis. I read about Nemesis, because that was the only one I really had questions about, because I knew that they rebooted it yeah. recently. Well, honestly, when you think about it, Nemesis is about the same as Wanted. It's not that much different. He's he's the... Just more edgelord. He, yeah, well, he's, he's, very, yeah, he's yeah. the... Basically, Wesley Gibson's, like, version of his son. He's like yeah. him... He's, he just turned him into himself, basically. He was a guy that was put in a shitty situation, and then... Or Nemesis was a was a kid that was born to drug drug dealers who was in a shitty situation, and then Wesley Gibson turned him into a super assassin, and yep. that's and so basically he was like, I'm a little too old to do the dirty work now, so I'm gonna get this guy to do it. Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean, and he looks really cool when doing you? it. This was position when you too. Shit, <laughs> he's got do f- it. Like, yeah, fuck that. Just let this guy do it. Yeah, he's got a full on Moon Knight look where he's like constantly in white, and you're like, how's he? I not- mean, like ha- I say he's basically he's basically opposite Batman. Straight yeah. up, he's opposite Batman. I think. Outright. Um, I think when the original one came out, the premise or like the pitch to you know general audiences was, what if Joker became the Batman? Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and that was the one again. I had to. I, I didn't read a lot of these, but. That was the one I at least made sure to kind of research because there are two versions right. of the story. One from way back when, which is I think, right. you know, just called Nemesis. That one is not tied into this because Nemesis Reloaded is a soft reboot where right soft reboot. Yep. And I again, I think kind of going back to this idea of he retroactively wanted to connect all this stuff. The reason why he had to do just that one, like reboot just Nemesis, is because at the end of the original series that character is killed. And also yeah, his okay, reasons yeah. for doing it are a lot more sinister and selfish. I think with the original series, it's revealed that the um, the guy who's nemesis just was bored and rich and wanted to, you know, fuck with people. Whereas, you know, the Higgins, the backstory that Higgins just went into, that's the new kind of more sympathetic it's angle. It's way better. Yeah, and it is way better. Yeah, and it also... Better. It's much better written. Yeah, and I, and I think also, too, Mark Miller realized how much people like that character. Oh, he's so good. And this is going to be the next step of, of this story. You know, Big Game is kind of the, in a way, works as like the Avengers Endgame end-all be-all. You can you can leave this world if you want, but he is continuing it this year with a new comic called um, Nemesis Rogues Gallery. And yeah, something like that. Which, I read some of that. Yeah, and the other big thing, and it's just more like a big kind of like company move kind of thing, is he's... This was published by Image, the game, and a lot of the past Miller stuff. Mm-hmm. He's now moving it over to Dark Horse. Um, I don't really know kind of yeah, what that means, that but all Dark Horse stuff now. Yeah, um, but I, I like that he's continuing this and not even again going to that idea, going back to that idea of what makes a good event comic. That ease of accessibility, like, can I pick this up, not having read most or potentially any of this, and get something out of it? I think you can. I think that the way he writes this, while very exposition heavy, and it's like, oh, hey, look at this character, and oh, this character used to do this. While that is there, you do need it, but it's not done in a way that annoys me. He's got, he's he is throwing a lot of words at you. I think I could have probably, I think I probably could have gotten away with just reading Wanted. I think I do need Wanted to, like, get this a little bit, but. I think if just reading Wanted, you could probably, like, pick this up and be fine. I mean, like, there's probably a person out there that went out went out and saw just Avengers Endgame, not even watching the Infinity War. A lot and of they people. Probably, and yeah. they probably enjoyed the hell out of it. 
at the end Which of the I mean, day, like, it's just a bunch of. I, I I understand, but even though I I, I look at folks and those dude, I'd be like, bro, come on. Oh yeah, you, <laughs> you know it's it's not come it's on. not the way it should work. It's the way that no, like, I know, I know, I know. The the good thing about this this style of comic is at the end of the day, people like watching some some good dudes fighting some bad dudes. I mean, you get to see but a lot like of, a lot of, way, of them. A lot of fantastic artwork, by the way. Fantastic fucking artwork. Yes, I I think that there's a couple just standout panels in this that I I don't know I I I can remember them as vividly as when I, I read it. Um, and I, I mean, the artist in all of these books has has changed over time. Like Mark Miller's the only constant in all of this stuff that you know all these different right. stories. Speaking of that, hmm. Jorge Jimenez. Yes, who does uh. That's who does the art on this one. Yeah. Yes. Um, and colors also a good pairing with the person I'm not familiar with. Um, is I, I wrote his name down because I know even worry, with I that I'm I going to mispronounce it. I got you. Uh, it's Giovanna Nero is who did colors on this. Oh, okay. Um, but oh wait, no, Pepe La, Pepe Larraz was the artist on this one. My Pepe Larraz was the artist. Yeah. Oh. So I, I want to talk about him for a second because yes, he's one of the newer. I, I'm impressed because he's one of the newer stars for. Uh, for comics in general. Okay. He started off in uh, Marvel Comics, particularly on the X-Men. I never seen him on the X-Men. I was like, oh, yeah, it's, I, I remember this dude. Yeah, pretty good art. And then later on, uh, by the way, last year, in fact, I think he's doing this and, and Big Game same time, uh, the Superman Batman comic in, uh, on DC. Mm. By the way, holy shit. Goddamn. This, this motherfucker not a draw. <laughs> yes. No, he's he's doing doing some, some real good comic book art. There's yeah. the... the the blackest blacks in the in the in the sides. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what I always talk about when I like look at comic book art. They they really know how to do a shadow on somebody. Like like he knows exactly how to uh, sequence it in just the yeah. right angle. I'm like, God damn, this no, you study, bro. You study, study. <laughs> he he you know, shit. He works really well for a book like this that has so many yes. unique looking characters, and also they're all on the page at the same time like just a lot of beautiful splash pages of no you know what I like about his artwork the most is uh it looks like a, like a good fusion between american comic and a manga it's almost a, almost perfect fusion of it yes it, it definitely wears those influences on its sleeves 100 percent, and it's all the better for it honestly like and i mean I, I love both sides of that stuff um very much so i'm i'm easy to mm-hmm. please with that kind of technique but it, it does matter that he's good at it and he's great at it and again just the level of the, the level of detail he's able to put on each page and with so many elements happening all at once, but you never really get lost in any of it. That's that's kind of... We've read comics in the past. Um, one I, I think of off the top of my head is an older comic uh, by Frank Miller called Ronan. And Higgins and oh, I... Oh, yeah. I, I did a recent Ronan. Yep. Yeah. Ronin. The biggest complaint I had about the art in that is I have no idea what I'm looking at. <laughs> um, unless it's just like yeah, one or two people. It's just... I, what is that, that all this? That was like the, uh, the time when, when Frank Miller's art started kind of like going insane <laughs> oh, a little sideways yeah. you know what I'm saying? yeah it went a little sideways yeah <laughs> yes but you don't have that here at all and that again is just like insane considering all the characters that are on screen i mean even at a minimum there's probably four to five people on a panel and they're yep. all like their own costumes like none of them look generic i mean even with um some of the most generic mark miller characters of, of my memory all you look unique with um this guy's artwork uh I'm thinking specifically about the character of Eggsy from Kingsman shows up in this. And yeah, Eggsy was surprised to me. I was like, "Oh shit, Eggsy! I remember yeah. you." <laughs> yeah, I was like, I know that I knew that it was part of this universe, but I did not expect to see him 
in like the superhero I I, I, thing. I forgot about. It. I was like, oh shit, Eggsy! Oh shit! <laughs> I I didn't expect to see him. I, I read that comic. That was a good comic. Yes, and, and I didn't expect to see him. I didn't expect him to look like Taron uh, Egerton from they the movie. Literally, he looks just like him exactly. Yeah, by yeah. The way. he exact nailed it. <laughs> yes, and and Dave Gibbons, I believe, did the first uh, Kingsman story. Yeah, and he did. He's a, he's a great artist. He did he did Watchmen. Mm-hmm. That's his biggest thing, I would think. But it didn't really way, work for I, Kingsman. I actually talked to that guy one time. Dave Gibbons. I talked to him at least once. You you, oh, you actually really spoke with him, really? Yes, I really Man. did. Seriously. Wow, nice. I wish I could name drop like that. Yeah, I can't. The only thing I can say is I've yeah, talked to Soul Star Sketching now. Like, uh, I did like a, it was an indie comic he was doing, and uh, I did a few colors for just like, like a couple colors. Uh, worked for him. Nice. He, he nice. liked my colors a lot, man. I, I, was, <laughs> I was I was pretty afraid. Like, oh shit, he likes my shit. Okay. That's excellent. <laughs> wow. Higgins, I mean, I knew we had oh, a. Good. I knew we had a guy, but I didn't know we had a guy. Guy, I, I didn't. You know? I, I didn't know we had the guy. You know, oh, this is big <laughs> for guy. us. <laughs> yeah, that it, was like one issue. That was it. <laughs> hey, that, that's that is one more issue than Higgins and I will ever do. So, <laughs> pat yourself on the back, please. Um, it uh, it, it it's just really good, and it again. It carries a like Mark Miller is obviously the driving force behind all of this. He he wrote all these stories. Mm-hmm. He's he's got the idea, and he does a lot of good stuff with this. But really, really good artist to bring in on this, and one I didn't really know anything about. And it while you know I do have my issues with the fact that Wes uh, Gibson doesn't look like Eminem anymore. You know, it's probably for the best. He's still he's still looking pretty good. You know, he's on up there in age, and you know he's clearly been doing some some crunches and I mean, some pull ups. Think about it, he probably does. It kind of like M now because he got a beard too. So. Yeah, he does have he does <laughs> yeah. have a beard, and like you got to think like he's probably like sixty sixty. Yeah, I say about, about, about around 50, 50, 60, something like that. Fifty yeah. sixty. So like Eminem might get the gray in there just in that right spot. He might get an mm-hmm. Iron Man beard going eventually because that's yeah. kind of what he's got going. He's, yes. he's in a sexy old man phase. Yeah, so Silver yeah. Fox. <laughs> All right. Uh, Halle Berry still looks like Halle Berry. She you, looks, dude. The yeah. Fox. She still looks the exact <laughs> same. So I imagine that when they were going through and redesigning some of these characters, they were just like, well, how do we? What do we do with the Halle Berry character? And it's like Halle Berry hasn't changed. Why should this character change? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why should she, like, yeah. Halle like, Berry's just, 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 uh, she's eternal, man. Ex- I don't know. She's exactly. Really ages. If it's not broken, don't fix it. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, she looks the same. Fuck it. Just keep it. <laughs> it, it, it's a really good pairing. I like I said, I've never really seen anything from from this guy. I haven't. I didn't even know about the work he's done with DC and Marvel. But you saying the books he's worked on, like X Men and a Superman, Batman. Of, yes. co- of course yeah, he's a good fit for this. Oh my I will, God. yeah. Yeah, I... I, It's just, it's so nice to see, like, talent come in and work on books like this because we we read a lot of superhero stuff and on the art side, now Higgins and I aren't artists, we don't know. I mean, Higgins obviously knows about the blackest blacks and, and the shadows and the whatnot, but yeah. that, our knowledge of, like, yeah. technique and everything is, is pretty minimal. dead on, that's right, <laughs> I agree. Yes, and but one thing we, we have noticed is when you read a lot of superhero stuff, you kind of mm-hmm. just get that samey feeling of with the art where it's like, oh, this is like a standard and it looks good, but there's there's nothing necessarily that makes it stand out from like it another too one. Generic. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have that with this. I well, think this has enough of that. No, this, that this look. is action, action, action. Yeah. I love it. Well, well that's what I noticed is like, um, he's bringing together like 20 different things. It's like somehow he brings in the art style from. All 20 things, it's like you see the character from the Ambassadors, and they have their art style from their comic. He brings in all of these different uh, different things, 
from like all these different comics and they all look like themselves like huck is like yeah, not huck. huck is not a no, very no, 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 like I, comic I think book he catch a hook perfectly in my opinion he can catch a hook like perfect yeah it's like he's not like a a normal comic booky design he's more like what i would imagine like a 50s like comic book looks like and he like mm. brings somehow he puts that 50s style in for that character but still throws him into the world that is like like the nowadays version of like comics yeah. He third. I would just say like like so for, for those who don't know what a Huck is, it's basically think Superman with Down syndrome. Think that pretty well, much. Well, he's he's like the Forrest. He's like if Forrest Gump was like, Superman. Forrest Gump's Superman. They, uh, yeah. They they I think they specifically point out he has an IQ of seventy five or something. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. like he's yeah. not he's not he's not capable. Yeah. He's just not the smartest guy. Yeah. And he doesn't need to be smart. He doesn't yeah. need to. He's just got a good like, heart. He's just he's a good guy. He, you can't hate him. He um. You know, the other tough part of, of writing a good event comic when you have this many different stories and this many different characters coming together is balance. And mm-hmm. while that... Yes, yeah, definitely, yeah. I while, agree. While that might not be struck perfectly here because there are so many to juggle, I think that a lot of characters get good moments that, again, I haven't read Huck, for example, but mm-hmm. what you see him do is just like, oh... I actually kind of that's the other thing about this too that works really well as an event comic is it makes me want to go back and read certain stories about these characters to get more of them like Huck is just his his thing in this is he's they're because they're the uh, fraternity is the villain the super society of villains they're hunting down all the modern heroes because they're trying to keep superheroes from a from you know coming back and they go after Huck and they hit him with a nuclear bomb well right before that he's running in the Arctic and it's like why is this guy running in the Arctic like well he he found this polar bear at the zoo and realized it was separated from its family and so now he's just trying to return it and there's just a line where it's like can he do that like yeah apparently he can track down anything and he then, literally ran for three days line. straight and he was like the only thing I don't know yeah. he was like the only reason he stopped is because he had to suck down a Dr Pepper yeah Dr Pepper <laughs> that's the only time. Ty- He's been running for three which days. Is, yeah. Which is another Forrest Gump thing. Yes. It's it, just a Forrest Gump moment. It's just so like, hold on a second. He's running and he's okay, got to suck down a Dr. Pepper. <laughs> that's just Forrest Gump, but a superhero. And, and that's so little. Like, if you just reading that, it's so little con- context, but it is the perfect amount of context to make you go, I like what this guy's about. And, oh, he has a story of his own. I want to go check that out now because yeah, I want to see more of him. Goddamn wholesome. Yeah. And, and so, again, while that balance might not be perfectly struck with all the characters he has to juggle in this story, I think mm-hmm. he does a lot with it that makes me go, well, if I want more, it's already there. And I can't, like, uh, one of my kind of, not, it's not a complaint, but it's like, oh, I would have liked to have maybe gotten a little more is the character of Superior, who... Yeah, Superior. That, that which, is a, which is yeah. Mark Millar's Shazam, basically? Slash um, Superman kind of uh, stand-in, yeah. So I, I did research on that one as well, because, again, in this story, all you see is it's this is set in the modern day. He used to have yeah. powers, now he doesn't, and the fraternity kills him just in case. Well, you see the... You saw yeah, the, just in case. Just you see him. his cape, and that guy's... Which that might have been another comic I read. You see a cape in this guy's like building. I think which that might have been a Nemesis Reloaded. Well, so the character of Superior in in, in the Miller world, Miller verse sit, situation is basically this kid uh, made a deal with the devil to yeah. turn into his favorite superhero. So the character of Superior is a fictional superhero in the Miller world stuff. Oh, okay. And so he made a deal with the devil, became that guy, and. 
he gets his soul back at the end of his story, but as a result, loses his powers. And that's oh, what yeah. that's where we see him now. But they just go ahead and kill him. And again, going back to how beautiful... They turn him into flowers. Well, that's the thing. Going back to how yeah, beautiful the, the art is, that is the best panel in this entire story for me. Like, yeah, just, I agree. I got those panels. I, I've never seen that. I, I, it's really good. And the, there's nothing really explaining what that person did and why that happened. But you don't need it because the whole point of it is just the imagery. And See, it's that's beautiful. The, that was the one part that I didn't know is the... I, I'm assuming it's like the super crooks or something like that where that guy like can basically just... Uh, what's what's her name in uh, Invincible? He He's Adam Eve. He can turn matter into oh, different... Yeah, 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 yeah. He can turn matter into Age, different uh, matter. Change matter into something else, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then uh, what whatever the other girl is that like follows him around. She doesn't do anything. The other guy just... He does all stuff. the work, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> he's got flower and power. And she's just yeah. she's kind of just the brains of the operation, is what it seems like. Those two scenes where they're in there, those are, like Snoop said, one of my favorites. Where he's like mm-hmm. taking down the nightclub, which are like vampire superheroes. Yeah, vampire uh, kids. Yeah, vampire teens. And there's like which, one, was one of, was one of the newer ones. I, I didn't even know it was even connected at all. Yeah, there was, was like a ones. little like clip. He's got him stuck in like water. And he's yeah, like, turns holy water. And he turns it into holy water. But then there's a scene like later down the road where he's like, they're talking about it in the car when. Oh yeah, which yeah, we yeah. haven't even we haven't even talked about the twist yet. But they're talking about it and it's like, what makes it holy water? Isn't it the same thing as water? Yeah, it's just kind of like it has the same because his the ability is he can change like the molecules and something like yeah. you're saying. But mm-hmm. the, then later it's just like, is there anything actually molecularly different with? Holy water, from water like, and holy water. And it's like, like, nah. The answer is actually no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like, then why does it do anything? I, like, I don't know. It's just, it, it's kind of that dumb. Uh, uh, holy water is is faith. It's just yeah. water. Yeah. It's just water. Like blessed so, by so a you have to, like, priest. Believe in it. Yeah, strip leave. Yeah, it. Uh, I think, and also too, like this is very Mark Miller. Like a lot of the writing in this, it's just taking jabs at at things. Like, yeah, that in yeah, it's a lot of jabs. He's not the bad Simply guy of one, comics, but he's show, uh, Dave Lewinsky. Oh my god, it takes so many jabs. Yeah, <laughs> so many fucking jabs it takes. <laughs> yeah, he's not the bad guy of comics. He's just he the adjacent to the bad guy of comics. Well, as we all know, like or at least as Higgins and I always talk about, the bad Grant. boy of comics is Grant Morrison. Yeah, just leather jackets all yeah. around for that guy. Um, but Mark Miller has always kind of been the edgelord of modern comics, at least oh, like yeah, my, yeah. my impression of them. Yeah, and that can work really well for a lot of things. I, I think if I had any crit- critiques about the writing in, in this story, I think he's at his best when he's just sticking in the world that he's created. I think he's at his worst or sorry. I think he's at his worst when he's doing, you know, social commentary on stuff happening in our world. Like I, I don't, I don't think, adding lines about Joe Biden doing this and, and that. Right. I don't I think it adds anything to this in yeah, any good really way. Um, I, I think it's just to spark some controversy. Uh, spark some controversy. Like, that, that was him. I wouldn't even say the president's name. I would say the president. That's all I would have said. It, exactly. I, like, and I mean, even his, his stuff that he's adapted or had adapted into films and, and TV, they're better for kind of being ambiguous. Like, yeah. in Kingsman in the movie, there's, you know, you see the back of the president's head, and you're like, "That's probably Obama," but we never just mm-hmm. say it's Obama, and that's fine. It's just yeah, that's no, all you need. I'm I'm gonna jump in and I say hard disagree. That was like one of my favorite lines of the whole dang book is when they were like, "Joe Biden asked us to be here on this battleship to 
I mean, it was still out. funny. I don't get me wrong. Yeah. No, it was funny. like the one of the funniest <laughs> lines in the whole yeah. thing. I, it is fucking funny. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. It's kind of funny though. I, I don't necessarily have anything against it. I, I, and it, and that's not even the worst one in my opinion. Like the one that I, mm-hmm. the the one that I didn't really like is again and again. It's just like you don't really have a, a foot in this world. So why are you even kind of doing this? Um, he because there's these uh, there's this other group of superheroes called the Ambassadors. And basically, yeah, yeah. one person is picked from each country, and they represent that country, and then they all come mm-hmm. together to make their own Justice League. Well, they're getting ready to go do a mission because one of their their uh, guys has been kidnapped, and uh, kidnapped, Pakistan, yeah. yeah, Pakistan has been has been kidnapped, Pakistan. and so uh, I think Korea is the one who leads it. South Korea, South yeah, Korea leader, Chin, and Chin, Chin Hu Chang. I can't. Chun-Hee Chang? I think, you, I think it's Chun-Hee you, Chang. You gave it the old college try, and I appreciate that, because now I don't have there to. There you go. <laughs> we'll, we'll say that's correct. Why yes, not? We'll we will. It might be Chung. Yeah. If anything, your heart's in the right place, and that's what matters. Um, exactly. We but, tried. We gave it the old try. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and it's just like, there's a line where I think the, the superhero Australia comes in, and, and it's just like, why are you sleeping with my secretaries? I thought you were you were uh, gay or whatever. And it's like, no, I'm actually right. pansexual, which means this. Pansexual? And it's just like, <laughs> See, that's the thing that came up in the Ambassadors. Uh, Ambassador, yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll joke about that, too. I'll like, tell you, he... Gay, uh, like, you mean, all these chicks? He, he was... <laughs> He was uh like making his claim to be the guy, yeah, and like his whole like political career, political career, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. like anti anti gay, homophobic. His son's running, and he's also preaching the same stuff. And he was like, "That's just what they told me to say to get elected." Yeah, it's like that wasn't actually me. I've been sleeping with dudes this whole time, <laughs> and every and every dunny and every like. Oh yeah! Uh, wow, they used Dunny. They used Dunny because he's Australian. Great Australian yeah. reference, yeah. And then uh, at the end of the ambassador's book, he was like, "I actually just said that so they would pick me to be this ambassador's dude." I've been sleeping with women this whole time. He's a guy whose entire career is built his, around his identity, but his identity is a lie. Yeah, but yeah, basically. It, it yeah. Basically, it's, it's it's totally a, a certain. Uh, Orange man reference right there. <laughs> he was yeah. a 70, 72 year old dude that couldn't like move, and like he was like, I need to be a superhero yeah, so I can live forever. Okay, yeah, yeah, because yeah, they're so he lied his way into the superhero. By the way, group. I do like the ambassador's power set. That actually is kind of clever. I do like the way that they did that. Oh yeah, I was I was about to say I same like- thing. Yeah, how their powers are artificially based and down uploaded and downloaded from the it's internet. Uploaded. Yeah, and and it's it's literally seems to be anything like teleportation. Uh, sound waves. They have a bank of fifty the powers. The only trick is uh, they can only one take... ambassador cannot have the same as this next ambassador. They can't have the same powers. Only thing. I see. Yeah, and they can only okay. have three at the same time. Okay. Yeah, three at the same time. Something like that. You can't overdo it either. If you overdo it, it's going to overload or something fucky happens. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So there's a, and that's good because that like again building they a power set them. like that you need to have those limitations. Otherwise, it's just like mm-hmm. well they can do anything and that's not interesting. Um, and, and I also like how that can be their undoing. I mean a big. Uh, element in one of the issues in this is they get hacked and so Nemesis yep. steals their powers and murders them all and I think like they don't explain that at all and I'm glad they, they don't didn't explain it. It, just, it just happens it, it just, just happens, happens. and yeah. I'm glad they I'm glad they didn't explain it yeah and I mean it, again for someone no, who I, didn't you know, read as fucked about that scene was like I did kind of laugh a little bit I was like that's so ridiculous but at the same time it's kind of funny <laughs> yeah and, and and I think that's when Mark Miller's at his best is when he's silly I think that creating his own world kind of creating this power system and then also creating a, a way that it can screw them over 
He does over the top violence really well. Yes, I, very it, over the top. Oh my god! And it just so much adds so much to the stories and the worlds that he's creating. It, it again, I it's just a critique. I just don't love when he brings real world stuff into it, and I think it's mostly because with his writing style being so in your face, on the nose. I don't like that. If you're going to kind of do political commentary, social commentary, any of that stuff in your comics, I appreciate subtlety. There's mm-hmm. no subtlety. I, I, yeah. I'm more, more subtle area. Yeah, yeah I, really, I agree. I agree. But th- that's really, like, everything else about this, I really, really enjoy. And I think I think any kind of fan can. I think any casual Mark Miller fan can enjoy it. I think anyone just who knows enough about kind of the tropes of comics and crossover events, you know, they've read like yeah. a, a Crisis on Infinite Earths or whatever, which, which they, they mentioned. Bring up, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what's going on. Yeah. Give an idea. Yeah, like he's got a great handle on, on that. He he has a great handle on what people like about superhero comics. And, and uh, while we're on this, yeah. let's not forget the MVP of the whole damn comic. Let's just be honest about this one. Once again, motherfucking hit girl saves the day. Let's be honest. <laughs> she is. Let's just be totally honest about that. Yeah. She's the MVP. She is. The the best the best character he made, basically. And she scares the she scares the shit out of me. Yeah. She can just do every <laughs> she can just do everything. Like I read a I read a lot of uh those are one of the ones I got to. I got to kick ass and hit girl, and I read a lot of those. And she is just like there's in Kick-Ass Three. She's in a prison. She got put to prison yeah, because she that. killed a bunch of people, and somehow she's running this prison from solitary confinement. And like she's talking to her like counselor, and he's like, "You're you're 13 years old. Why do you have a half pint of like Jack Daniels and like <laughs> smoking cigarettes?" And and then she's like, "I'm gonna chop this guy's balls off because he's snorting too much cocaine and he's supposed to be working for me." And it's like how she's like, I know she's a good guy, but like how is she like so bad but she, so she, good at the same time? I, I have a feeling she is totally uh, Mark Millar's insert of what what he wants women in comics to be. I could, really? yeah, I could see that, yeah, and and, and I, I so I so feel that's exactly what it is on purpose. Yeah, and we haven't really even covered any of the Kickass stuff, which is kind of if it, talking about required reading i think that's the other big story to kind of dip into mm. to get the most out of this and i've read the first volume i've seen like i've seen the two movies or whatever so i, I felt right. like i had enough to kind of really yeah like, you got enough right there yeah that's enough if that's you enough. watch the first movie you know the character of kick-ass because yeah. like yeah I've, you definitely know him. Yeah, i easily. i was i was texting with snoop earlier uh earlier a couple weeks ago or something like that i just uh read kick-ass for the first time and i was like they literally frame for frame made the comic book into the first movie it was yeah, like there was there was literally nothing different than i could think of except, that they did except. except he didn't big daddy didn't look like nick cage yeah exactly yeah, he, yeah he's no big daddy big daddy is name, a big okay? daddy big daddy fit his own name he, yeah he big that he big daddy he big daddy <laughs> yeah he and big like, daddy okay <laughs> i don't know who they would have no no know what He's thick daddy. He's he's thick daddy. <laughs> I think they could have put like uh I don't I don't know who could have been there. Maybe uh what's, the, what's his name? The That'd wrestler, wrestler the wrestler right boy uh that did God, what's his name? The the the, the guy that did Batista? The, yeah, that guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, Batista, yeah. Batista he would have been a good big daddy, but he would have needed more hair and a beard. They would have so. if that was made, which I think they actually are remaking Kick Ass now that I think about it, but 
he would be a good pick now. He wasn't in the zeitgeist back in the day. And I, I do mm-hmm. actually really enjoy Nick Cage's portrayal of that character. Um, he does yeah, a really good job. Good, I mean, dude, he yeah. did a, a, I mean, basically just did it as, as, as like bootleg Batman. That, that, per- yeah. that fits perfectly. It, That's fine. It, it That's is okay. very much what if, what if Nick Cage wanted to be Batman? It's very much that, you know, that approach. Yep, and it, it works much. well. Um, I, the kick-ass stuff, again, being probably the second, like the other most important story to read before you read this, that and wanted, I think that makes the most sense given the message of, of what this is all about, which is just that classic good versus evil. And if wanted is, you know, the worst of the worst people doing the worst things, Kick-Ass represents the other side of that coin. And I didn't know this until they, they mention it in Big Game. Kick-Ass is the first modern superhero after the memory wipe. I didn't know about any of that. Yeah, he's, he's well, the first he's, one. Um, that's the thing is like that's how they kind of tie him in. Yeah. Is that yeah. they have all these comic books and superhero movies because people remember it but they don't know why they remember it. Yes. And mm-hmm. he just reads the shit out of these comic books cuz he's the the nerdist. Of, he's the nerdist yeah. of the nerds. And so he's like one day I just walk out in the street. And that's why it's like one of those uh it's a power fantasy. It is. Yeah, it's he, all, yeah. It's all power fantasy. He wants he it's, wants to be those. Like, but for the right reason. He wants to be that yeah. that guy for the the rightest of right reasons. Yeah. I'm it, sure somebody out there who really who actually literally thought themselves, look at a superhero costume and say, fuck it, I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I mean that that is like the that is the core of that original story. And I, I think also too, kind of how how he's able to tie these stories together, having that superhero element of wanted is the story that kicked all this off because you know we find out oh there used to be superheroes in this world and now they're gone but you still because it's just a memory wipe and i think that's probably Mm -hmm. one of the one of the best messages of of all of this stuff because it's just a memory wipe people still have subconscious memories and inspirations from those old days and that's why you get the creation of the fictional comics in this world like jupiter's legacy which then inspires people like kick-ass in this real world again to start doing superhero stuff and that is that classic tale of the villains kind of let that slide and because of that things built up and when they try to take care of it it's too late Mm -hmm. and kick-ass again gets this perfect moment like full circle for all of his stuff where yes i I love that by the way best moment in whole comics i did too yeah basically you know, and the setup for it is even it works perfectly in this just the yeah, story. Yeah, does. Are you talking about him getting the the no no no? Because I might want to. I feel like we need to do our our drink break before we talk about the big final issue like Fair stuff enough. that happens. Fair Higgins, I'll let you do that the first because four, you're doing big hand gestures and so the I first have four to issues have are like a thing that we've been talking about, <laughs> and then the fifth issue it's like is like kind of its own thing. Yeah. So I'm thinking drink break maybe talk about the reason we're all here together in the first place and then we talk mm-hmm. about like what all what it all got tied down to yeah yeah i mean just like the miller world stuff you want to like kind of set the groundwork you know get people yeah. used to the characters that are all involved and then we'll bring us all together for a yeah. big event yeah no that sounds great so um we we make a drink we normally we normally pick one uh soul star here told us he's a big bourbon bourbon guy so or bourbon yeah. whiskey guy been picking on all the whole time. He likes uh he likes his bourbon. Uh, he said he likes he has Jim Beam right now. So I got us yeah. some uh, Jim Beam, and you just have straight Jim Beam, I'm guessing. I we uh, went for a uh, I made us an old fashioned, which I don't know. Have we made one of those on the podcast before, Snoop? 
I kind of like mixed mine a little bit. That's that's all I did. Yeah, no, no difference. It'll, it'll make it's the same. It's the same shit. Come yeah, on. <laughs> but all uh, the same stuff. We made an old fashioned. Uh, we'll put a link to Jim Beam, I guess. I mean, shout out to I Jim think Beam. Shout out to Jim Beam. They could use our help. Oh, now we get to brand, brand deals, Jim Beam. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what we said. We said it three times. Now we get money. It's, it's like he's it's been listening law, to yeah. us this that's whole time. That's how it time. works. Yes. That's, that's totally how it works. Yes. Yep. That's, how, that's how it goes. Um, but if we say it three more times in a row, then they, they get to take get it away. So back, let's, yeah, so let's be careful about be that. Careful. Uh, but Okay, fair. Jim Beam, Jim Beam. No. Yes, so we are drinking our Jim Beam in our... We're drinking it in our Comics Algae Club glasses that Higgins uh, got for us last year. Little little gift. Okay. A little so, Chris, yeah. Christmas birthday mm-hmm. present. You being fancy now? Oh, yeah. fancy. Well, we've even got this orange peel in here. Fancy. We got an orange peel and a, and a cherry in yeah. there. Courtesy so. of uh, Higgins' girlfriend. She's in the other room. Yeah. New cats on top of oh, my that's recorder. That's what I heard earlier. Okay. Yeah. Have we ever? We, we talk about New Cat all the time. I'm gonna show him off real quick. Come here. You oh yeah. Now we can cat. put him on the video. Oh my goodness. Here's. You pop. might as well show him. There you go. Podcast cat. He's got a oh, collar oh, and a bow. Oh, look at look at you. I want to pick you up. <laughs> all right. I want to pick you oh, up. He's done. He's done. All right. Said so he doesn't want any more. <laughs> but yeah, we're having some old fashions, Jim Beans all around. Uh, good choice, by the way. So uh, some uh, blue moons also. Yeah, and it also it kind of helps us. You know, get a little bit of those memories back from when we recorded "Wanted" because we we had some some bourbon and things in that, and you know, it's just nice to get the nostalgia in there. Bitters, something close to. Honestly, you kind of need bourbon for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah. kind of need it anyway. We uh, and then we had a bad time after that recording. Um, initially, I forgot we finished. That was how bad it was. Soul Star. <laughs> we we got. Jesus. I woke up the next morning and I was like, "Do we finish recording that podcast?" And Snoop was like, we barely did. We spent two hours talking about how, how cool uh, Wesley's dad was in that opening scene. <laughs> and I stand by that. He was very cool. He was very cool. But, uh, yeah. He no, was a badass. He lie. was a badass. And this is a badass drink. You know, it's nothing, it's, there's not much to it, is there? But it, it's just a classic, classic feeling. A little sugar, a little bitters, a little, mm-hmm. bit of, little bit of bourbon. Yeah. A lot of good times. Uh, you know who's more badass? I don't want to toot his horn too much, but uh, Michael Lopez, owner and founder of Zero Zero Eight Studios, Zero Zero Eight Studios, who who brought us together in the first place. That's true. Yeah. I don't know how he found you, Soul Star Sketching, but I'm glad he did. (laughs) I'm on a Discord. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Cool. Well, do you have any other? Does anyone have any other uh, things they'd like to talk about drink wise? It was good. It was sharp. It was a. it's a the end all be all. It it could be mixed with anything, which works great for a uh, Avengers Endgame type book for Mark Miller's Endgame. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yet, I mean, at certain parts of the book, I'm gonna be honest, you have to turn your brain off a little bit. You kind of <laughs> have to. And that's okay. Just be be, be yeah. a little honest about that. Just, just don't don't lie. Be a little honest. Yeah. Well, you gotta turn your brain off. It, you gotta turn your brain off a little bit. Some some plots. Absolutely. I mean, like this is very much like blockbuster popcorn movie. Yeah. Comics. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and that's that's nice every now and again, you know. It's like you don't again like it, the reason it's a good event for me is because I was able to open it up, get something enjoyable out of it and mm. not need to know a ton. I could have gotten more out of it probably if cuz a honestly, lot of it is that. Hmm. I mean, really honestly, you could have just read straight up want it and kick ass. And that's all I need to know. Yeah. And straight up. That's that is a good event comic because they're I mean, 20 plus books that's a tall order for anybody yeah that's tall like i said no fucking way i'm reading all- no no fucking way <laughs> it, on, man. and again like after now I though, but no that's still no yes <laughs> yeah well and that's the thing is after having read this 
I am going to go back and read certain stories. Like, I want to read Superior for sure. I want to read uh, the Nemesis reboot, I, I think, because he's kind of a big player oh, in was, this. That was a fun one. Yeah. Clearly someone they want to continue these stories with is, is this character. By the way, I forgot about Chrononize. I forgot all about that. I was like, oh yeah, Chrono. I forgot about that one. That's yeah. the uh, that's the time travel time people, travel right? boys. Yeah, time okay. travel. Oh, yep, Edison time travel. Crane. Just, by the way, plot heavy. By the way, near the end. <laughs> yeah. Well, I very plot heavy by the end. I, I what I like because you know we've seen so much time travel stuff. Seems like yeah. in more. Re- I think I've seen more time travel stuff in the last ten years than what has again, been made. Once <laughs> yeah. Again. Yeah. And, and so again. you, you kind of have to add your, you have to add something to it to get me to care even a little bit. And I think the way mm-hmm. that he did it with this is just kind of point out, yeah, time travel's dumb, isn't it? Because I think multiple times everyone's just like, we, we got to kill these guys. It's like, well, what's going to keep them from time traveling back? Oh, they have to type in the date. Like, it's just like that dumb thing of like, yeah, I guess they do have to type in the date. I never really thought about that, but that yeah, isn't you a, have a date, don't you? Oh, yeah. 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 And, and it's just like, it's a dumb thing, but again, you're adding your own twist on time travel. Make it something, not new necessarily, but make it something okay. I, I find fun and that's good enough for me. Just pointing out how yeah, dumb I, it is. I want to explain this because it's, pre- it's a pretty fucking funny moment. I, I laughed at this one. It's just kind of funny because it's, to- it's a total joke on time travel tropes. It's like, uh, what is it? When uh, we see Hit Girl uh, suddenly die. And then she immediately comes right back. Like, wait, what happened? Like, oh, oh yeah, she travel. got, she oh, got yeah, her, yeah, time travel. she got her head shot off. And then all of a sudden, he's like, obviously, she was with me three days later. So there's another one. Yes, yeah, I, and I, I didn't even think about that. Where, yeah, because uh, it, the one that we see get killed is the one that was with Exy, and so which is the technically yeah. the past version. And so now that she's dead. There's no like paradox or like one doesn't have to yeah, kill no the other. Yeah. So and, and again, it's brought up in the in the context of the story. I don't remember who's who says it, it was like, yeah, how's she here? And then he says that. And it's like, oh, yeah. And then they just move on. And it's like, yeah, they move on. Like, oh, yeah, that's right. Anyway. And, and you have to do it this way, I think, because there's so much else happening in this story. Like there's so many. There's not just time travel. There's space travel. There's superheroes yeah. from fantasy world that come to the real world like you have all this stuff just barrel well, past a lot of it honestly well, actually, it actually wasn't even a fantasy world it's a it's different reality altogether all yeah. this time yeah this entire yeah. time that's a big reveal yeah yes yeah so Jupiter's legacy is just a, an adjacent parallel oh, world that's really it yeah and, and again i i think he he was smart to kind of do it the way he did it where yeah some of the because if if you if you just went, yeah, all of this stuff is connected in the one world, it, it doesn't work the same way. So by taking the ones that kind of have those plot holes in them, like Jupiter's Legacy, for example, you just go, oh, it's in a sideways, like an alternate reality, but we'll bring them over for this. Everything is now tied in, Everything, everyone's all together, and it makes sense in the context of the world that he's built. I think that's, that is clever. Well, now we're yeah, like that. jumping into the fifth issue. You guys already kind of started a little bit. Um, the first four issues. The, our toes in there a little bit. It's time, the first four issues, all the big bad are killing all of, all of the yeah. the big good, and in the fifth issue, uh, Hit Girl does time travel stuff, goes back three days before they start killing all the big good, and starts telling them that they're about to be killed. And you get to like that whole fifth issue is just like you going back through all of these like moments where all these superheroes got killed. And mm-hmm. them like reversing the tide on the bad guys. Yeah, just a classic reset yep. to kind of get things back to and where they need to be. Like everything, so exactly. all of those th- like parts are so cool. There's like 
the one I specifically remember, like the Hux running through the Antarctica with the polar bear. And they're like, mm-hmm. he should be right here. We must have been like, we just must uh, have to turn around four clicks south. And then all of a sudden he's like beating him up. There's the part with yep. the holy Sarah, water. Sarah like, What's up? <laughs> they're talking about like how they're going to kill the vampire uh, nightclub people. And they're yeah, like, nightclub, holy water. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like the vampires are killing the, the bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, just got there's, it's just like every single page is like them going back through those old like things and taking down the guys that took that da- took them down and they still didn't explain the ambassadors part so like i'm glad that i'm glad they didn't do that yeah and it's smart the way Probably he did they really it. need to anyway they really yeah. need to no and, and it's smart the way he did it even for himself you know just thinking that way of he killed a lot of characters but he also brought them back at the end and now he can just make more sequels to these books that people now exactly. probably now know about like i know about all of these characters i didn't know about until i read this and now mm-hmm. There's probably gonna be like a whole new well, list of sequels for each of these guys. Especially like, cause like, I think like a good like seventy five percent of these only had like a five to six issue run. It's it seems that way, yeah. That, like I think Superior yeah. Seven, Nemesis, both versions are only like five or six. And I know, obviously, Mark Miller, the, his approach to like his business is not just I'm writing comics. It's I'm writing properties that then can be adapted into other things you know he's got miller world is owned by netflix as far as the film and the tv production stuff they're not really doing that much with it which isn't his fault and i'm sure he's a little frustrated about but i I think ultimately his plan of rebooting nemesis of doing this big game of of doing all this stuff is he's trying to get his cinematic universe stuff on track i I think that is his ultimate goal i'll say this personally personally on his netflix thing they should. I, I want them to stick more to uh, between uh, either a miniseries or a straight up anime because when, when I see them in that form, it really does work very well. I like it. Yeah, and I think I personally like it more. I, I think stylistically, given the kind of craziness that happens in these stories, that's a good approach. I know I haven't seen Super Crooks, but I know people really enjoyed that. I mm-hmm. am in the min- minority where I enjoyed what Jupiter Jupiter's Legacy was doing. I liked it. I, yeah, I like that one. I, I did too, but one thing I will say about that show is it did not have the budget that it needed to do the stuff it yeah, was no, trying it, to no, do. Yeah, it definitely didn't. I, I think the only reason I enjoyed it as much as I did is because of the characters and also just the casting. Like I, I think yeah. Josh Tumal was actually a good pick for the Utopian and everything. But I think you're right because they canceled Jupiter's Legacy after one season. So I think yeah, maybe I think you're right. I think you you bring it back, bring and do new things. Do it animated because the thing is with this comic, everything that's happening, you would need so much money to even come close to doing this in live action and doing it well. But if you do it animated, obviously you still need a lot of talent, talent and a lot of money. But you're not gonna mm. need as much money. And no, nowhere near as much. Yeah, no. no. And, and you know, the superhero bubble, like this kind of genre, it's not. I don't think it'll ever burst or go away, but it's definitely the hype has been dying down and the return has not been what it's been. I mean, you look at Marvel well, and, and DC struggling. The problem is uh, we're getting right now. We're, we're in a uh, era of diminishing returns yeah, for that stuff. hundred percent. Diminishing returns. Like, like, okay. The most, the most popular ones right now, the people actually are watching is uh, all streaming, which is the boys. Yeah. The boys. Invincible. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. Which that's, no, the I, that's the truth. Which we'll talk about invincible season two later. Don't, don't worry about that. Don't you fret none. Um, yeah, and I mean, The Boys has been doing really well, and 
again, I, I think in the case of that one and why it works as well as it does is it's live action, but it's also now it's two things. It's like the Gen V spinoff, but it's in its own yeah, kind of contained world. Yeah. But if you're going to do like invincible level stuff, which is what a lot of this Mark Miller stuff is in big game is, is, is you're talking like time, space travel, like multiple different superhero teams, like all this and that animation is probably the way that he needs to go. And yeah, to keep it consistent and also to keep it tied in well. Like, I, again, I think they're apparently doing Kick-Ass again and it might be a live-action series, but if I were them, I would I would just build off the animation side. I really don't... Yeah, same. That's I, the part I, that I animated. like. Yeah, and, and also, like, we've seen Kick-Ass and, like, I like that first one. The second one yeah. is, is whatever. The I don't, second one's good, too. Yeah, I, I don't... The second one's not bad. It's just, like... Mm. They... they the thing I think they did wrong with Kick-Ass 2 is that Kick-Ass 1 was the comic book, and they yeah. nailed it. Kick-Ass 2, they had to work in Hit-Girl and Kick-Ass 2 and try to come up with something Yeah, where like they could do a thing, and it didn't follow the comics as well as it could have. I think producers and stuff like that came into the second one. They were like, this is big. People really like this first one. Let me do something that we think that these people might like more. Yes. And, and, and that's the same thing that happened with like, like with video games where they do like the, the games of service where we want to live forever. And they, they screwed it up because they wanted more money. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, you're, yeah. you're only chasing the dollar. And so you don't really get any kind of quality control or thought put into it. So, I mean, the reason like these franchises that we have now, like Marvel and DC and all this, the reason they they make the big money that they have been making is because they didn't originally, you know? It was more like, mm. we put money into it, we put talent into it, and we cared about the stories first and foremost, and the popularity built because of the quality. And now, I, I know, you know, they're a business at the end of the day, they want to make their, their dollar and make as much of it as they can, but I think if they want the universe stuff to work, which is what they want, they want that long-term investment to pay off of, we're doing all these properties, they're all connected, you all love it. I think in the case of this Miller World stuff, animation is your best bet to kind of get that longevity. One, because casting-wise, it's a lot easier to do a Hit Girl you know, series or Kick-Ass series with Hit Girl in it for multiple years if you can keep her the age that she needs to be. Whereas that's the problem with Kick-Ass 2 even is... Chloe Grace Moretz is, is obvious. She's yeah. old. Yeah. She's yeah. not 13 years old she, anymore. Yeah, I mean, she's like probably oh, in her 20s no. or whatever. Oh, no. um, and no, it, no, no. So do it animation-wise, though, that takes a lot of that you know, out of the equation. And again, you start out with something ground-level, like even Wanted at its core is, is more ground-level than any of this other stuff, and Kick-Ass is obviously very grounded in the beginning. But the goal is going to be to build to like, you know, your hucks, your superiors, if if you want to do that and transition all these characters together and do it well, animation is probably the way that you need to approach it because otherwise you're going to have to blow up that budget for live action to get it to remotely look right. To get and, the CGI and stuff in there. Yeah, and yeah, and also as it, mentioned, you have to be, oh, go ahead. But you also be like, it's be like a also a. There's a big big one for a lot of comic fans. Which you have to be as loyal as you can to the source material. That's the big one. You have to be loyal to it. Yeah, that's the you thing. Gotta commit. Yes, it, it is a commitment. I mean, and, and I, even stylistically, like I think again, some of the panels in this, the way that they work so well, 
is because it's got that look, its own personality, its own look. Like I think about, again, Superior being killed, this beautiful imagery there, but also just good feeling imagery from the moment of where Kick-Ass gets superpowers and he's flying off oh, to save yeah. the day. I only read Kick-Ass 1. Panel, whole book, by the way. Yeah. Panel, straight up. And, and I think that means something where, you know, you, you've obviously read a lot of this stuff. Kick-Ass is a big thing that you kind of kept up with. I've only read the first volume, though, and I got the same kind of feeling of, yeah, good for that guy. Good that he gets yeah. this moment. He gets his ass kicked so many times. His name's Kick-Ass, and he gets the opposite of his name <laughs> so many times yeah. in all of his books. Yeah. He, so much. I don't think he's... Like as far as ass kick to kick to ass, he's he's definitely like twenty five to seventy five percent. And so it's nice to see that he can finally kick ass like he says he is. The only shitty part is now he has to be called America. <laughs> yeah, but oh well. <laughs> That's yeah. the only downfall. But okay, you know what? Hey, he finally made it. He made, yeah, he he made finally it. made it finally. <laughs> Yeah, well, and, he made it. And I wish they could have let him keep his like sticks and his uniform, but they put him in an American you know, I, flag. I like it. They made like a keep, yeah, I'm about to say they would keep the uniform. You, you can just change like to a um, American color. That would been it. I'm like, okay, yeah. that's fine. I'm not with that. <laughs> He's got the. Wait, uh, come on, that, 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 that's just kind of iconic now. I was like, it is kind of iconic. Come yeah. on, well, give he, him something. He at least has the um the open mask, so he can show off that great yeah, hair. Yeah, got that. At least. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, again, it, it's that moment itself of just like. He he did this. He was the first one to do this, even though he didn't have it easy. He didn't have powers, and he wasn't good at what he was doing, but he was going out there and doing it. He kicked all this off, and now he's literally the guy representing his country. Yeah. Like, that's just... And you know what? Get, get, I'll give him some credit, too. Even though he got his ass kicked, as we said many times, yeah, he did win his fights. Yes. He, <laughs> yeah. didn't, he, did he win. didn't win his fights, but it was after he got, like, like three... Yeah, I know. Three metal plates put in his head so he couldn't feel the injuries yeah exactly <laughs> i don't know if it's just the what's it called the marvel like slump that i'm like feeling but yeah I everything slump, trust me i, I love it. i love everything that we read out of image it just feels refreshing even if it is superheroes yeah and i i think he's kind of like buying off of that basically well i i think it's just going the way that it original like the movies and, and the tv shows and, and kind of the trajectory it's on it's all following the same trend that comics did when they did it first i mean multiverse stuff is where we're at now and people are already kind of getting sick of it and which yeah, will yeah we get sick of it big time yeah and that's what but that's what happened with comics i mean he they mentioned crisis on infinite i'm sorry they mentioned crisis on infinite earths in this well the reason mm -hmm. that comic even exists is because in dc at the time there were so many multiverses and people were getting so sick of keeping up with all this and this Superman does that, but they also read this one. They were sick of it and numbers started to drop. So then they created this event, which wiped which killed everything, it, killed everything. And, and reset the status quo to then hopefully drive numbers back up. It, the movies oh, is are, that what are, made DC Rebirth? That was just another instance of that, yes. Uh, DC, okay. is, it, DC does a, a reboot like... They'll do it every 10 every, years, and then every five years. years. Now it's like, yeah, they it, do. eventually we'll get one like once a week. <laughs> it's just... Well, me and Snoop did a podcast about the Rebirth pot, uh, comics. Yeah, back in the day when back they started. Back in the day, yeah. we used to do a weekly, comic, or weekly podcast, which we just couldn't keep up. It's exhausting. Couldn't do it now. We're too old for that. Yeah. 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 Um, We're all but, too old, man. Too, <laughs> many, too, many, too many beard hairs yeah. to keep up with all that. Yeah. 
It uh, I got my graves. Trust yeah. me. I'm graves already. <laughs> I got this one right here. Just that one, though, right? Yeah, just that one. Yeah, really? what, what, what thing I'm shaving for, man? I have them grays. Oh, hell no. I can rid of that shit. Like, nah, fuck that. Nah. Nah, you got to embrace it, man. Got to make it your own. I'm like, a little gray. It's like, it like, okay, that's too yeah. much now. Hold on. <laughs> you, want it, you want it to the point where you look distinguished, but, you know, not old. That's a, that's a tough balance to hit. And this is yes, a, it is. This comic was a tough balance, but I think overall he, he, he struck it really well. I, again, having all, yeah, so much stuff job. in this. It, it, I didn't know how it was going to go. I mean, all I knew is what you, you told me about it when you picked it. And I had read some of, you know, I read Wanted, I read Jupiter's Legacy, I read the kick-ass stuff. Like, that's it. And yeah. even the concept of all of those things coming together seemed like, oh, I don't know if this will work or I don't know if I'll enjoy this, but I, I had a fun time with this. I think it has... Good, good. I think it has, like, things I don't love about the, again, certain dialogue and, and writing. and But, again, considering all the elements to juggle, all the characters to, to give a moment to, I think he did a really good job here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, um... I'm going to say some words right now. I hope you guys enjoy them. Um, <laughs> well, if we don't, I'm going to, I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask you guys to give me your favorite scene. I know we already talked about it a little bit, but just throw me your favorite panel. Can you kick us off? So you kind of set the, set the so tone. My, my favorite panel. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All Go right. Uh, my favorite panel was, uh, when kick ass, uh, or hit girl goes back in time and that lady cuts that, uh, dinosaur's head off. That was probably my favorite. Panel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, yeah. I think that was my favorite panel of the whole thing because I have no idea who those people are. <laughs> but you just know, like, oh, this is fun. Dinosaurs like, are here. Dinosaurs are here, but there's also like crazy stuff. Yeah. Art-wise, my favorite panel is, is probably where Superior gets killed. You know, flowers in the wheelchair. It's po- it's poignant. Yeah. But that being it is said, cool panel, though. it was pretty badass. That being said, I think my. F- just the one I had a big smile on my face is, uh, and we talked about it a little already is after they go back in time and Huck gets mm. the, uh, drop on the jets that oh, yeah. kill them. He rips off the, um, he rips off the cockpit yep. of one of them. And in the next page, it's just, a uh, it's just a panel of Huck saying that's not very nice. And also the polar bear is in the yeah, backpack. He's like hanging out. <laughs> yeah, and he, I don't know if he's like giving him the finger or if he's getting, you know, just, but just the polar bear looking at him right before they get messed up. I, I just, I that's, again, that's a, so much about that character. And I want to read that story just for those little moments with, with him and that polar bear. That's actually really good. I don't yeah. know why I read it way back in the day, but. Yeah. Um, so, I, I remember. I remember. I read like a, I didn't read the whole thing. I remember a little bit. I like what I saw though. Was, I mean, I, yeah. say, I keep saying it. It's wholesome as hell. It really yeah. is wholesome. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. And so I, I think that would definitely be my my takeaway from this whole thing. Is that's that's my go to. I just I love that little polar bear in a backpack. Uh, what what about you, Saul? What what are you thinking? Uh, hands down, like I said before, like there's a lot of good scenes in this. By the way, a whole lot of good oh scenes, yeah, no, especially especially the final issue. I, oh my god, so many, so much good action on that one, but. My favorite scene is, I don't know, it just makes me happy. It's two, it's two of them basically combined together. It's uh, the scene where I mentioned before where Dave Lewinsky, uh, without the mask, is uh, kick ass. He's talking to, to a woman from, from the Magic Order, and she actually empowers him. Like, okay, Dave, you've earned this. He's like, oh shit. And he just, he just flying like a fool. He's flying. <laughs> yeah, he takes the. He a big smile on his face. I'm yes. like, my man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he takes the, uh, the Superman pose when he takes flight. Yeah. Yes, a full on Superman pose. I love it's it. It's like yeah. fist out. All that, yeah. Yeah, office. I'm like, I'm like, 
You're living the dream, motherfucker. You're living the dream. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. It's it's a very it's probably the most earned moment in this whole story. Oh hell 100%. yeah, it's very earned. Yes. Uh, it, yeah. It's just this this is a good if you like this stuff if you like superhero comics you like just kind of the messages it brings and the feelings you get when you you read them this is a really good good version of all of that I think it it has its tropes but delivers them in a way that you're like oh yeah this is why i got into this stuff in the that's first why I like place comic books yeah um mm-hmm. so yeah all, all really good all um good. that being said we're gonna throw it to uh i don't know how much of you you've listened to us or not soul but uh we like to do a rating it doesn't have to okay. be numbers it's just a random it's just a random thing I'll give you an example of like what we do. Um, I really have to think about it. So Snoop will edit this out. He always does. So um, I'm expecting him to do it now. Just just between me and Soul, I don't always do it. But you know, um, that's just between you and me. So what I what I think <laughs> is that I like to do um, 42 big games. Oh, and obviously that means nine and a half stars. Yes, out of an amount of stars. How um how many times did they cut to Taylor Swift during this big games? Twenty twenty four actually. Oh, oh, okay. So you know. I didn't watch the game, but I saw some little clips. I'm like, God damn guys. <laughs> they gotta make that Super Bowl money somehow. But yeah, forty two big games. Yeah. That's a pretty pretty good one of the best scores I've ever given, actually. I've never given a ten star, but we also haven't read Sandman on the podcast yet, so oh, absolute ten out of ten, yeah. Um all right, well that's a, that's a good review. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll I'll step in as the other co-host and give my rating. Uh, talked about all the reasons I like it. Talked about some of the things. Yeah, talked about some of the things I don't, but that did not take away from my enjoyment at all. So I am going to uh, download three powers and give one of them to each of you. Oh wow! Yeah, a power okay. each. That roughly that roughly equates to like a eight and a half out of ten. If, okay. If you wanted a more kind of, you know, traditional rating, um, but yeah, I had a really good time with this. So yeah, uh, Soul, what are you rating this book? I was thinking close to what you were thinking, which is about close to eight and a half. But I'm gonna bump it up slightly, only because again, the ending of it I really fucking like. That helped a whole lot. <laughs> I'm gonna give it. I was gonna eight and a half first. I'm bumping it up to a nine. Oh, yeah. very good. A nine. Good. The reason I wouldn't give a full chance because again, it's it's the backlog you got to go through. Oh my god, yeah, two hundred. <laughs> Fuck that. That I'm uh, sorry. Fuck that. No, the, they have. I'm a, not doing all that. No, no, no. They have a picture of the uh, Miller World reading order with all the books. Yeah, and, I saw like, that. It is, it is the most overwhelming thing at the in this comic. <laughs> like, yes, it's big. I, I I saw like seventy superheroes and uh, supervillains on on one page at one point, but even that was a lot easier to take in than how many books I would have mm-hmm. to read before this. So yeah, no, that that is. But yes, it it I would I would agree with that that nine out of ten rating you you gave it. I I think this is just Mark Miller is good at what he does. He might not be the best, yes. but he is good at what he does, and this is no exception uh, to that at all. So good stuff all around. Readings for squares. I saw the the look in your eyes earlier when we were talking about Invincible Season 2. If you want to talk about that real quick, that's what I've been watching recently. I'm only like three episodes in, but I'm loving it. Well, Higgins, it's good because there's only like three or four episodes to watch in Season 2, so you're you're on track. Yeah, then it's like, I think it's going to be probably like 
I think, I think it's going gonna, it gonna to be like eight or ten episodes for the whole entire season, something so, like that. Yeah, something like that. it's about to come back, I think, in early March. Um, it'll do the yeah. back half, yeah. But uh, I think there's four out of season two right now. Um, just well, could, well, basically, season two, because I actually did read the Invincible comic, all of it. Oh, nice. Before even the, the, before even the announced show, I already knew about Invincible. Already knew. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm big, big Invincible fan. But uh, I, I won't spoil – no spoilers here, guys. No spoilers. I won't say anything for that. But uh, Because I'm, I, I, I am watching really it. Light, super light. I'm like two or three light, episodes right? in. I'm, I'm only saying I'm only saying what, what the commercial show because I'm just giving some context. So what there's, what I saw in the trailer was uh, they're the covering the little arc that Mark had where he was supposed to be off plan for only like maybe a couple of weeks and it turned into um, – I won't say how long, but some, definitely some months. Yeah. yeah. Okay? It's supposed to be two weeks. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Yeah. Nah. I, nah, uh, bro. Nah. He 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 waiting. He gonna be on that plan for a little bit. Well, I uh, I am caught up to where they stopped um before the midseason break, so I know kind of the context behind why he's probably gonna be there longer than he thought. Mm-hmm. But even like going going in, you know, as far as starting that storyline, well, like, even yeah, the even the uh, Adam Eve uh like mid mid. One to one season two, kind of like her like intro thing. Yeah, the special. Yeah. See, that's that was like, like super yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, it's a um, it, we you know that's what we've been talking about is big comic book you know worlds and and universes and this is the same thing. It's just if you know enough about superheroes, like you've read your Superman, you've done your basic homework of your Batman's, your Superman's, whatever. Mm-hmm. This is just taking those similar elements and making it your own thing. Uh, this is written by um, Robert Kirkman, who people know wrote The Walking Dead um, and is now you know, basically just turning everything he makes into a, a TV show. And this is his other big par- uh, This is his other big property. And I, I love Invincible. I, again, I think... Yeah, just, this was really good. It's very good. And what I like about it is the appeal it has to people who don't read comics. I, uh, I recently got a mm-hmm. friend of mine to check it out. I was like, just watch the first episode. He, you know, I gave him a basic premise, but I was like, just watch the first episode. And by the end, you'll know if you want to keep going with it. And he's already yeah. on season two and he started well, like, like last week. Not so. even, not even just uh like comic books in general, but like animation. I feel like it like brings people in that don't like to watch cartoons, cartoons. Mm-hmm. I'm doing air quotes. Most people, if they see an animation, we, we can actually see that now. Yeah. Now yeah. we can. Wow. Yeah. You see it. Yeah, I'm gonna normal, do it a couple more times. Normally, we just hear it, but yeah. <laughs> um, literally, um, most people I like talk to, they're like, "Oh, it's a cartoon. I'm not gonna watch that. I'm not a. I'm not a child. This is don't show. Don't don't show this show yeah. to your children. No, nah, probably not. It's probably not for the best don't, for them. Don't show this show to your like, children. Like, no, unless they're like a teen, ain't no goddamn way. Showing was no kid. Yeah, <laughs> ain't no goddamn way. Yes, and I think very much that is the. Um, the in, the intention behind that that first episode the way it is is cut again I don't want to yeah. spoil anything but just watch the first episode and you'll get a sense of why people are really on board with this one and also like just the talent behind it is really really great I mean you have Stephen mm-hmm. Yoon who um he was Glenn on The Walking Dead and now he voices uh the character of Mark, Mark. Grayson yeah. um and then of course you have J K Simmons who plays um his dad his dad who is uh Omni Man just Superman Omni-Man. with a mustache yeah. looking real good um. And, and like every like even the the side characters are really good in this. Uh, the char- I don't remember her name in the show, but um, the one who plays uh Mark's mom and uh yeah the wife like oh her yeah 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 I think I Sandra O oh yeah. is the one who Sandra voices o? her. 
yeah. from Killing Eve. Something like that. Yeah, yes, from it's Killing like Grey's Kill- Anatomy. Killing Eve's own Higgins, if you could believe it. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Killing Eve, Killing Eve, Killing Eve lady. There yeah. Uh, <laughs> Killing Eve lady. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish I did watch some Killing Eve. Yeah, she, but, uh, she's great. I, I'll say this because, uh, I mean, it, it did several changes in the show, especially, I mean, number one is Mark's ethnicity, officially, because. He's he's straight up white in the comic. Straight up white. Yes. They changed that entirely. Oh, they. Made I don't him. mind that. It works. It works very well. Yeah. I, I think they did a really because they do that with a lot of characters. I think basically um, mm. the character who's his MJ um, in this. Adam uh, Eve. Yeah. Oh, Amber. No, no. Oh, um, no, no Amber. Amber. Oh, you mean Amber. Um, oh, 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 okay. Yeah. yeah um, Amber, the character of Amber's girlfriend. She's she's white in the original comic, I believe. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, she's white as and blonde, white, white and blonde. Yes, uh, the character of oh, so they made uh, her black. Rex Blood. Yep, made her black. Yes, totally uh, different character. She's basically a different character altogether. Well, it, yeah. and essentially all they did, yeah, I'm because I mean it seems I know this for the case of the character of Rex Blood. Um, they mm. just they gave them the ethnicity of the actor playing them. And oh, okay, yeah, that's I cool. I was like, surprised. Yeah, it's I was like surprised by that one. I was like, really? Okay. Yeah, and but when I when I when I picked up on that because uh, Jason, what is his name? Men Mendukas. He's Jason Manzukas. 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 He plays the character of Rex Blode, and the same same thing. It's just like, oh, yeah, that's what he would if he was this guy in live action. That's what he would be, and it's such a little Australian? thing. Right. <laughs> I don't think he's Australian in the show. I have no idea. But, uh, it's just a little thing. I know he's in a uh, uh, Big Mouth. I know he's a Big. Yes, mouth. he is in he's Big, in big mouth, mouth. Yeah. in the league. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just it, it's such an obvious change that you would make, and. It only upsets a very minor group of people, but those people don't matter. Those so people it's don't fine. matter. <laughs> um, not in my mind. It, and also, <laughs> That's my answer to that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And, and it's not important at all. All that matters is the character is the character that you know doing the things that they they should be doing in, in the context of the story. None of none of that other stuff matters. And I'm glad that like but, that's plus, the point uh, we've gotten to. Plus, plus in the comic, Rex Rex Blood acts exactly like that. He's he is an asshole. Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah. Well, thank goodness. That's exactly right. Yeah. You it, got it right. The the core of the character is the same, and even then, like that stuff can change for the better too. Like they do that in other yeah, adaptations of like, well, this character maybe doesn't work as well as like either works better if we change it or didn't, doesn't work well for the kind of the modern context. Now let's tweak some things, but. This show, as far as I mean, I don't know. You've read the comic, um, yeah. I know The Walking Dead with the the show. It deviates pretty hard from the comic. Is there? Yeah, a, it does. It, so it really does. Is it similar? I read in, the comic version too, by the way. Yeah. Okay. It deviates pretty hard. <laughs> so is Invincible very similar? Like, is it taking hard deviations, or are uh, they sticking pretty um, close? The biggest one is uh, how long it takes for Ani Man to reveal himself as a bad guy. Okay. Well, not, not really a bad guy, but you know what I mean. He's a, a conqueror. You know what I mean. Yeah, and, and that even changed. I know this. Uh, a, uh, oh, go ahead. I said because in, in the uh, comic version of that, it, it happens a lot sooner than you think. Like this happened not, not in the first issue, but like probably like in the, in the next like five to ten issues, something like that. It's one That's of those you, things where yeah. like you know, but the audience doesn't know, or like right. the characters don't know, kind of thing. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Well, I, I so I know that, and that worked. That's one of those things where it doesn't work good on TV if you tell me that beforehand. Well, and, and mm-hmm. that's the thing is like that reveal, and obviously we're in spoilers for this too, but that reveal of Omni Man. Well, this is, is the first season of Invincible. Yeah. I mean, what are we yeah, doing? Yeah, first season. Fuck it. Go on, say it. <laughs> Statute of Limitations is, is passed. Yeah. Uh, but that reveal of him being who, you know, he's from another planet and his job is actually mm-hmm. to conquer Earth and all this and that, like, and he kills their version of the Justice League. That yep. originally wasn't Hard. going to happen in the comic as soon as it did either. Apparently, that was an editor's note 
from uh or to Robert Kirkman. That was always the plan, mm-hmm. but he was gonna stretch that out for like twenty or thirty issues and right. numbers for the comic weren't doing well early on. I think they're doing okay, but he was just like, Hey, we need to kind of if you want this to continue, we need to bump this this reveal up. And it is a good call to do that as early as possible because I think the way that any of this stuff works where you have this is just a different version of a DC world or a Marvel world made mm-hmm. by different people. If you're going to do, like, we have a Superman character, we have a Green Lantern character, if you're going to do all that, you've got to throw something in to make it yeah, your yeah, own yeah, thing. Yeah, make a twist of some sort. Yeah. Make some sort, some sort of twist. Yeah, and, and even that concept of the evil Superman character, you know, that's that's kind of, that well has been wrung dry been, pretty yeah. recently. But as long as it's a good version of that, which I think mm-hmm. for them with this one, the way they kind of make it work for them and make it interesting is it's the main character, it's his dad is the evil Superman character. And you have that element of like, I've got yeah. to punch my dad, but also he's going to beat the shit out of me. Uh, well, plus, and plus it's more complicated too, because you can see Nolan, that's his name, uh, Omni-Man, Nolan. You can see like during it, you can see he's conflicted. He wants to do what people are supposed to do, but he actually really does fucking love his son. Yes. He loves him. Yeah. Big time. And... and- I like what they've kind of done carrying it into this new season of he he does like we knew that kind of from the last season he cares about his kid that's why he kind of doesn't follow through right. and then dips out but he's not a good guy and no he's not he's he, not a good guy and and that and that's so interesting because like one you have the character of Mark who's struggling with like this was my dad who raised me and I I do love him cuz he's my father but I'm struggling with the fact he's done what he's done and also he almost killed me so i'm a little angry about that but they're trying to show this character the character of nolan in a way where it's like oh maybe he does kind of have a redemption arc in him though because he might not care that much about himself or other people but he at least cares about his son and i i think that they're they're i think that's just doing something for me um to kind of continue that i'm glad to show uh got that through the people because that i was hoping to sh- I wasn't quite sure what, what direction I'm going to go with it with, with this version of it. I was like, okay, I don't know what going to do with this because this is a little bit different to what I was used to in the comic. But, I, I mean, it's still about the same stuff, so. Yeah. Bravo, you know what I mean? Does he? Um... I mean, dude, they got Battle Beast in the fucking in the show. <laughs> I, I love Battle Beast. The show's much later in the comic, by the way. But, oh, my God, they got him perfectly. That yeah. was perfect. I, I like the, yeah. They nailed that right. Yes, and what I also like about this version of, uh, again, kind of doing this DC you know, parallels mm. and Marvel parallels. I, I've read a lot of this stuff. Even if I haven't read all the stories, I've at least like read a, up on a lot of the characters. And so yeah. they don't hold back at all where it's like, oh, Battle Beast is just like this versions of like dark side character, you know, that, that fourth world kind of Actually, Kirby stuff. Actually, like Lobo. Oh, Lobo would make sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And He's more close to Lobo. I could yeah. see that, yeah. And, and I like how it's just like, even though Mark is a really powerful superhero like he kind of got the superman powers he's Mm -hmm. he's a noob and also even if he was as good as his dad there are characters out there who are very very dangerous to him and Mm -hmm. so well the show just because actually reason why why mark doesn't seem to be as strong as that which is very simple reason he's not as old okay yeah Yeah. that's true because like if you actually look at some of the uh what they call the viltrumites if you notice the really strong ones are old Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. If you notice that, they're all old. Every single one of them. Yep. And they're all, they're all like either graying up of some sort, or they have like some kind of streaks in their hair. But yeah, the, every single one of them. Like so, what they're trying to tell us is so Viltrumites, 
They live a long fucking time, okay? This they say in the show as well. They live a real long time. And the trick with them is when they start off, they're gonna be, you know, maybe like they're pretty strong, yeah, but not like not like Superman level, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not quite. Not there yet. Yeah, he When he gets like like level when he gets like think of their age is like a level. So Marcus level probably what, 18, 19, something like that? That's his level. Okay. Think like that way. So Nolan has to be like fifty, right? Yeah. No one's been probably 50 years old, so he's, he's level 50. Get it? There you yeah. go. That's why he's so goddamn strong. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, like, Mark is mm-hmm. basically, Mark is Charmeleon and his dad is Charizard. Yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Exactly right. Yep. How about that? Yeah. And, and so, I, yeah, he's strong. Yeah. He, he, I mean, if you talk about, like, basic shit, sure. Anything stronger, like, oh, boy, you, you better be fucking smart, kid. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and there's stakes to, to all the action sequences that happen Oh, yeah. In there's this. a lot of stakes. Like, oh, my God. It's, oh, Jesus. It's brutal. So yeah. And, again, I think, like, the 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 reason this is working so well is because it's animated because mm-hmm. considering what crazy stuff happens in that comic and how they're kind of trying to stick to that as much as they can it seems yeah there's a lot of violence there's a lot of gore it's definitely not a show for kids you're not gonna make honestly, that I'll, I'll tell people like who, who are not used to the because I know for fact folks a lot of people didn't read the comic like some folks read the comic like me some folks didn't mm-hmm. I, this is no spoiler at all I can say this right now it starts off. Like a superhero, like a superhero series, and then becomes an epic. Yeah, yeah. So get ready for that. Yeah, yeah. I, I I've read a little bit about kind of some of the stuff they go into, um, and it it sounds wild. Like just again, like they're they're similar to the Miller stuff we talked about already, where it's it's mm-hmm. it's going through everything. It's going through your your different dimensions, your your multiverses, and oh yeah, your, all that shit. All, yes. like time travel, space travel, like and and I, I really like all that stuff. I like that they're able to kind of really flesh out something outside of just one planet and of course you would because it's like well there's superpowers yeah let's why stay on earth let's go somewhere else let's let's see what weird stuff we can find um so i i really like the the angle that they've gone for this this new season and i am glad that it's with amazon because the only reason it would Mm -hmm. get canceled is just because they don't want to do it but also amazon has so much money that they're not as worried about like no they don't seem like netflix where it's like oh this this didn't do X amount of, of uh, numbers, so let's just cancel it. Mm-hmm. They just seem like they'll just make anything forever if they really want to. They really want to, yeah. yeah. And that's the op- honestly the opposite. I saw this thing about Netflix where they cancel shows because they're too popular and they're taking away like views from the other shows. Yeah, oh, that's dumb. Well, that's dumb. it's I also um, it's also that's this dumb. diminishing returns uh, yeah. kind of mindset of okay, we got because you know how they make their money is people sign up. Well. You've gotten all the subscribers you can off of the first two seasons of a show, mostly. It's very rare for someone to come in and subscribe specifically for season three or four of a thing. So they're right. like, why put money in this that's not going to get us more customers? So that's why they're always just doing you know, one to two seasons cancel. Also, a shitty thing that they do is after, because of how all these rules and unions and whatever contracts work, after about three seasons, those actors are usually more popular and in more demand. So you have to pay them more. No, oh, yeah. So you just cancel yeah, the show, that. so you don't have to pay their oh, higher cancel rate. Cancel show. Yeah. yeah. So, but Amazon doesn't really seem to kind of, at least for now, they don't, because this is just like a side biz for them. Honestly, <laughs> they 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 could shut down their entire film division and be perfectly fine. But because of that, they have this uh subscription mentality of like, yeah, we'll just start a movie division and then like someone will run it. We don't really know. We don't pay attention to it at all. <laughs> It'll just keep going forever. 
Like they pumped a billion dollars into Lord of the Rings for no reason, and I'm. Oh God! Don't remind me. Yeah, oh, but I, I imagine it'll get another season. So, it. I, mean, I, I couldn't. I couldn't sit through that. I couldn't, sit through it. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I will. I, 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 said, I said through two. I tell you right now. I said about two to three episodes of that. The moment I saw the ninja black elf, I was out. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're that. talking about. <laughs> it's not saw ninja black elf. I'm like, oh. okay, I'm out. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go now. That's funny. Uh, that being said, if they want to just keep putting a billion dollars into this, it's not my money. So yeah, do it. I don't care. <laughs> That's funny though. Uh, but I think Invincible. <laughs> it sounds like Robert Kirkman because I think they just renewed it for seasons four and five already. They re- they've Thank been God. renewing it. Good. The, the way they've done Invincible is they've renewed it two seasons at a time. So they already had three. Yeah. So well, season one came out and then they're like, okay, two and three. Two and three will do for sure. And then I think halfway through season two now they're like, and we'll do four and five. So I, I don't. I, I know that the comics long. But I don't imagine they'll need more than like seven to eight seasons max to kind of do everything. Well, the comic is uh, not super long. It's, it's actually like a hundred something issues, and that's it. It's not super that's long. That's perfect. Yeah. I love that. So I, I think it's about hundred something issues. That's it. It's, I mean, it's, I think it's like 120, 30. I gotta look it up later. But yeah, it's not that long. It really isn't. Not that's perfect. Dude. I'm gonna take a stab and say it's 144 issues. And if it's I, probably close. And if I get that, right. if I get that right, you all owe me a, a thing of Jim Snickers. Oh, no, I want the Jim Bean. All right. I'm in a Jim Bean mood. Uh, or Jim Bean. Yeah. <laughs> but if I get it wrong, then I owe each of you 144 uh, glasses of Jim Bean. So, oh, okay. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm okay uh, with that. All right. Uh, well, good. Like, I'm glad we're all watching that. We're all liking it. Higgins, you're almost caught up. Keep doing that. Don't do not do what you normally do and stop watching it. Yeah, I'll watch something. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. You already give up on Breaking Bad? I haven't watched it in a while. Higgins has... Uh, I've watched the first three seasons of Breaking Bad uh, three times now. Yep. And I... Never followed, finished the show, though. And I followed up never every time. It? No. Never finished it. Because, finish it. Well, I followed up with multiple times and go, why don't you just start at season four since you've seen the first three multiple times? And I he mean, goes, my dude, I, I watched <laughs> the show since the beginning. I, I finished that shit. Prime <laughs> spot. I don't care. I just... uh just I'm really bad at what? I'm really bad at... uh taking in media that's what it is that is the one i will say very 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 been it dude you, you can you can oh my god i'll finish it just, i'll finish uh, it just for you because he's frustrated with you he doesn't know what it. you're doing I'll finish and i was it. like what do i say <laughs> there's nothing you can do it's not on you it's on him don't don't i know but still i'm like like my dude it's not that hard <laughs> it's really not uh but cool all right well uh uh, we'll, do nothing... our, we'll do our things. I don't know if you've listened to us, but we normally do a little bit of a sign-off. I don't know if you have that on your uh, show. Nothing special. Uh, Snoop, that, Snoop no. has a couple things he always says at the end of our uh, podcast. Go ahead. Just say it. Go well, say it. I, 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 I do, of course, and I remember all those. But uh, first off, that all being said, I want to just go ahead and say thank you to uh, to Soul here for joining us on the show. It's been a yeah. really, really fun time, actually. Um, yeah. Even got us to add a video element in. We didn't think we'd ever do that. So again, thank you for for her wanting to do this with us. Uh, we've we've never uh, done a, a show with a YouTube celebrity man like yourself. I know so it's a big day, big day for us. Sure, yeah, celebrity. Yeah, we'll, we'll say that. Yeah. More than <laughs> us. More than us. A hundred percent. Hey, you're no slouch. I've seen your subscribers. You got way more than people. People watch your stuff. Some people that mostly related to us want uh, listen to our show. So yeah, again. 
Give no, yourself. I mean, it's related. It's close. <laughs> but it's not far off. <laughs> but no, seriously, thank you for for uh, joining us. I will, yeah, of course, um, I will leave a description to uh, to your channel in this podcast description, so people can check you out if they'd like that. Um, again, watch this Transformers comics reviews. Are you still doing those? Are we? Can we get one soon? Uh I can do another one because they just released a third one. Oh, uh, nice. It wouldn't take me long to finish that. Yeah, think about it. I like I said, I'm, I'm having a really good time because I don't I, mind. I mean, like, if folks really want me to do it, say it right now. I'll go on and do some more. Like, I know it's like a third one. I think a fourth one's coming up pretty soon. Okay. But, yeah, I'll do it again. I don't know why. All right. Well, They're fun. <laughs> they are fun, and it's fun watching you review them. And if um, anyone watching this wants him to do more of those reviews, you can let me and Higgins know that. We have a uh, email that you can uh, write into. Oh, uh, yeah, we have an email. It's uh, club at gmail.com. No. No. You can do this. The Comicsology Club at zero zero eight studios dot com. There, it, there it is. He gets it. He gets it Sorry. on the second time every time. It's just it's really hard. Hundred percent strike rate. The drinks that yeah. really throw me off. <laughs> um, so yes, you can you can let us know if sure it is. Yeah, <laughs> you can let us know. Uh, it's also if just you my want. brain. Yeah, that that's probably mostly what it is. Yeah, the brain. Uh, but yeah, let us know if uh, one you want Soulstar to do some things. We'll we'll pass the message along. Um, tell them thank you for being on the show. And tell us what you want us to read next time. We're actually doing, uh, we're going to have another guest, Big Gun guest, beginning of the year. Uh, We had the two brothers last month, Ethan and Zach, um, do a Star Wars with us. We had Soul do an episode on Big Game this month. Next month, we're going to read um, Batman 89. Batman 89. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. We that's, got, that's definitely going. Nice. Out. I'm happy Great. to hear it. Uh, our friend, uh, a friend of ours, um, Dylan, is going to join us on that, and uh, he picked it. So we're gonna see what Michael Keaton's Batman has been up to in, in the years following Batman Returns. You know, that's what, he's, I, uh, that's he, what I want to know. He's, he's doing some shit. Just, just say, we'll say that. Yeah. He's doing some right. shit. Yeah. Uh, is it, I hope it's weird in like Tim Burton '80s neo gothic horror. Still, like that's really all I want from that universe. So so okay. Not far off. Not oh, far off. I can, I can handle you might, that. You might see a couple of celebrities in there. Ooh. I'm just saying. Okay. Good. Good. I love seeing a celebrity in a thing and going. I know that person. Um. Uh, I think I think you might recognize one. Okay. <laughs> a couple at least. There's a couple of them right in there. Uh, do you think I and I'm I've just heard rumors. Do you think I would recognize half of a person in that story? I would say if you don't recognize at least one of them, I'm gonna be really ashamed. Like, <laughs> okay. come on, man. If you've seen at least if you've seen one of those movies. You should recognize a celebrity right away. Okay. Well, you put a lot of pressure on me, which honestly I I appreciate because I work well under that pressure. I'll be surprised you don't figure it out. I'm like, come on, man, <laughs> it's right there. I'll leave a if I recognize it or don't recognize it, I'll leave a comment on, on one of your videos so you can help me out or, or give fair me praise. Enough, fair <laughs> enough. Um, but yes, uh, so check us out. I'm, next- I'm gonna give a new video like it's right there, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. I'm happy to get the shout out, whatever it is. Uh, um, and you can uh. You can find me on the X, I guess. I think it's just X now. They took out the the. Just, oh, okay, just X. Yeah. I guess it's Twitter still, too. You can still go on Twitter, uh, uh, Mike Higgins 93 and you can find me on Instagram at jstern93. You can find Snoop at uh, Instagram on Snoop underscore Lynch. That's it. That's it. I think. And then uh, you can find Soulstar Sketchin' as uh, Soulstar Sketchin' Art on uh, youtube and i don't know if you want to plug any other things that you do uh let's see i have a i have a youtube no i say youtube i have a twitter i, I have links you, you 
Cut my links right from my uh, videos. It's right there. All the links are right there, dude. All right, so just <laughs> but, uh, uh, it's just right in the YouTube then. And Snoop's yeah. gonna link yeah, that right, YouTube, yeah. right in our thing. So I'll just slap on my face or something. I don't know. <laughs> All right, so Snoop will have it's, those it's, links it's so to long. your. Like you know, it's just just look down there. Damn it, they're yeah. right there. It's there. He'll, he'll have them right there. Just care a little bit and put in some of the work, and you'll do find the YouTube them. stuff. Yeah. Subscribe, like, comment. <laughs> We're gonna be on YouTube too for the first time. My face. Yeah, it's true. Does it look good? Does it no. look good? Hold on, <laughs> hold on. Can you uh, can you move a little bit to your right? Just I keep, see a little bit of sieve in there. Keep going, keep going. A little more, a little more. Oh, it looks great, Higgins. There yeah. you go. It's about it's perfect. Man. That looks oh, fantastic. Dang. Yeah, love that. <laughs> they made fun of me because I look disgusting. Higgins, no, we made Higgins. We made fun with you. Okay, we're all in this together. Um, but we will uh, we will call that. Soulstar is a busy busy man. He's got things to do, He's YouTube videos to, to make, and. Whatever else he does with his life. Um, Special errands, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you know, just the usual. Uh, but we, again, we appreciate you getting on the show with us. We'd love to do it again sometime. Cause of course. Big, big fun. Um, but join Higgins and I and our friend Dylan next month for that Batman book. Keep an eye out for uh, what Soul's doing. And uh, yeah. Uh, oh, I always, um, at the what end of every say? episode, I say cheers, uh, cheers, guys. And I also remind Higgins he needs to get an egg in him. It's a little I inside always joke. get that egg in there. I, I don't even remember what it's from, but it's a thing that I've committed to for whatever reason. One of the episodes recently. Do I even want to know? I don't want to know. I don't know <laughs> if I want to know, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I don't want the context. Get that egg in me. Don't worry. It, I'm sure <laughs> it's. I'm sure it's wholesome. Um, um, do you have a sign off that sure you normally is. do? Yeah. Uh, so, what would you like to say to, to end your time on the show here? I will say, uh, first off, listen to these guys' podcasts. Us, a few of them, not bad at all. Very worth listening to. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Yes, definitely. And I will also say, of course, obviously the most obvious thing I have to say for any of you two, please like, sub, share, subscribe. Oh, yeah, the YouTube things. Yeah. Hit hit a bell icon, I think, is the thing that you stop can do. I'll stop a bell icon. Like, me me and editing on this right now, I don't care if I cut this out or not, slap that goddamn bell, okay, right now. <laughs> just do it. Slap <laughs> my face. I don't give a shit. Just Whatever do you it. gotta do. Just do it for him. He gave you content. Just do that one thing for him. All right, I'll, we'll, they will do that. I will do that. Um, Higgins, what will you do to to end your time on the show? Here? Um, I'm just gonna be like, uh, game over. Continue. <laughs> One. Perfect. Two. Three. <laughs>